Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. Here is your host. It's me, Mr. Budget Pedal Chop. It is episode number 193 of the Fret Talk podcast. Um, you're here with me. You're also here with Lee. Say hey, hi, Lee. Hello, people. Hi, hi everyone. How are you? Uh, uh, Guten Tag. That's not how these ones work, unfortunately. The, uh, hey, we can, here, we can keep asking, but when it's not a live cast, unfortunately, they don't answer back. So we're just going to wave, wave in a general direction uh, to you lot. You'll hopefully feel that vibe. Uh, <laughs> that's not a wave, damn it, Lee. Uh, <laughs> so it's like I say, it's, uh, episode number one ninety three. Um, we are edging ever closer to the fabled two hundred, and it's it's bringing into into light the fact that we've been going for a damn long time. I'm uh, I'm kind of cool with that. Unlike in bed, <laughs> yeah, it's been getting shorter and shorter. Uh, yeah. Loving the uh, early nights. Um, how are we, Jen? You're all right. I'm all right, mate. Yeah, um, I'm actually feeling really good um, because I, I know I mentioned it before, but I we, we've been getting our house ready to sell, and it's been I've been putting off a lot of DIY stuff because I didn't want to do it. I only to re have to do it when we sold our house because it's always been a buy to sell um, and move on to bigger, better things. Yeah. Um. So it was kind of like the last month just not stopped and the last few days i've managed to like just sit down and have an evening where i've not been painting not been drilling not been doing loads of really really stupid things uh and um, <laughs> and next week the kids go back to school so yeah get in i mean that is the glory <laughs> days though, isn't it mm. like, it's free child care <laughs> <laughs> oh dear yeah um uh, but yes yes so it's um it's kind of a load off then. Yeah, yeah. It's it's nice to just be sitting here because this one's not a live stream, obviously. So I'm not having to mess around with um, doing lots of uh, stuff online and like, um, like making sure that everyone's being answered and all that sort of thing. I've always said these ones are a little bit more more relaxing. They are, aren't they? It's mm-hmm. with the live streams. It's it's very much like a duck where you've got like the calm exterior on top and then the feet. are like peddling like shit underneath the water whereas yeah. these ones we're like a really lazy duck he's just kind of floating yeah it's just a chat with your mates isn't it it is and yeah that uh, it's just it's like i've said like many times when when we've done these uh it's a bit like therapy but you don't have to pay for it um and it's just it's just nice and simple and relaxing and hopefully, you guys who are listening as well, guys and gals, feel that too. You can come come into the come into the group. We'll we'll just have a little little chat. Do you think we really have that many female listeners, if any? Um, I would like I, to think so. I, I really want more women to be involved in the in the industry, and I really really push for that on pedalboard to do. Yeah, but yeah. I can't imagine we really appeal to many women. Like in terms of our, our, our chat, obviously we are sex gods and all that sort of thing. But um, <laughs> I think I think you've just highlighted the reason why we don't get many female <laughs> listeners. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I'm not entirely sure of the figures. If I'm if I'm completely honest, um, 
But I think as as an industry, I'm starting to see more and more female faces, which I again, mm. like yourself, am really really encouraged by. And there's some some absolutely fantastic players who are uh, who are coming through, kind of like the 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 British um, like Instagram, like almost like an underground scene. Um, yeah, yeah. Sophie uh, Sophie Burrell or Burrell. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how she pronounces it, but I keep seeing her, and she's absolutely flipping fantastic. Like she puts me to shame every time she picks up that instrument. And what makes it like really awesome, but it makes it like a little bit of a kick in the teeth, is like the look on her face when she's playing. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's not like a smug, but it's like it's just like yeah, this is this is comfortable this like this plane is is nice and nice and easy i'm like shit i wouldn't be able to do that even if i was full speed with the wind behind me (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm trying to like work with um people from all different backgrounds so i work with um i've worked with this guy called mordy who's known as the autistic guitarist yeah you see mordy yeah i know i think he lives in um over in israel is he israeli yeah, um, uh, and he wrote a book um, on um, being an autistic um, guitarist and all these sort of things. So I've, I've actually got it. Um, I haven't read it yet, but he was like, yeah, yeah, make sure you read it over this weekend. I was like, looked at it, and I'm like, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's quite, it's fairly thick, and the pages are thin. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was, um, I do love reading, but. <laughs> but um yeah he's really nice and and there's there's other people who are like non-gender specific and these sort of things that i'm trying to you know i, I work with such as like izzy armstrong okay you know izzy um uh i think it, we've had izzy in the chats before yeah they're, they're really cool um and you know and it's just trying to i don't give a damn where people come from what people's uh, sexual orientation is or or their gender and these sort of things we're all musicians uh, and yeah. everyone's welcome um and, and as long as you're not a, a bell end yeah i think no, that's it isn't it is it. my my uh, my general rule is don't be a dick um yeah and that's that's not uh gender specific either it's you can you can be a dick if you're a bloke or a lady or anywhere in between if if you're a dick you're a dick and if you're not, then you're sound. Um, and those are the kind of people, like the, the kind of people who are doing it for the love, uh, and who who are just really excited and passionate about making music and about gear and all that stuff. Those are the kind and of people that I want to be what? interacting with. I, I'll expand on that a little bit more because there's a lot, quite a lot of people out there that feel excluded from from the groups and these sort of things because they're not passionate about it. They're not just looking out to make music they just want to pick up a guitar and play a few chords yeah and they're made to feel really bad by a lot of the industry and i say industry a lot a lot of the um yeah uh uh, what's the word um a lot of people and um community community is the word i was looking for and they shouldn't be because why should we all be striving to be the next joe satriani um yeah where or or Steve Ray Vaughan or whatever it is that tickles your fancy. 
when you know that's all they want to do is they just want to be able to play some Johnny Cash songs or something, and and they should they should be respected just as much as the next person. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's as long as you're having fun when you're doing it, it doesn't have to be monetized. It doesn't have to be like something that you're aspiring to make a career out of. It can just be that the guy or girl who picks up the guitar and wants to. Like you say, wants to fuck about with uh, delay pedals for half hour and make crazy sounds. If like that... we were a bit a bit earlier, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If if that's what yeah. makes you happy, then then do it. Yeah, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's about like bringing a bit of joy to the world. God knows that there's there's enough like not joy at the moment. Yeah, when I'm I'm saying, oh, yeah, every pedal needs MIDI, and you're saying, no, no, every pedal doesn't need MIDI. I don't want all that stuff. And I'm like, cool. Yeah, this uh, works for you. This works for me. Uh, You know, and it's, um, it is like that, isn't it? You know, every, you don't all have to be the same to get on. We're very different in our styles that we play and stuff like that. Although I do like play a bit of blues. Yeah, I Um, mean, we were talking about it just before the start of the cast that you were saying, like, your go-to sound is like a cranked amp with like a distortion in front of it, getting those like big classic 80s fat guitar tones, like the Marshall amps modded and... They were when I was younger, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and I, I, I'd say like mine is very much subdued. Mine is like edge of breakup guitar tones where you can still hear the dynamics and the the clarity of the uh of the guitar itself um whereas i'll I'll stick a compressor in front of everything to kind of like narrow down those dynamics yeah yeah Uh, Yeah. and it's like both both are completely valid choices for your guitar tone and and both work for the styles of music that we're wanting to make um and the the things that make us happen like uh, there's nothing that makes me smile more um, than getting a guitar tone which breathes really well and, and I can just jam on some really kind of nice, tasty chord progressions and getting those like real dynamic, uh, bluesy goodness out of it. Um, and likewise for yourself and others, it will be a case of like just playing that massive power chord in front of a big, like sustaining, gainy wall of sound um and that's what makes if it makes you smile it makes you smile doesn't it there's there's no right yeah, and wrong yeah. answer nowadays i'd say i'm more into the um the sort of uh how interesting can i make that sort of amp from stadium sort of sound but how interesting can i make it because you know i've got this like real love of muse and i've uh, and queen yeah, and yeah. those two bands, they they do that in a big, big way where they took this "I'm going to rock your socks off" sort of thing, hmm. um, but they also managed to make it really, really interesting with Brian May being technically very clever and and Mercury obviously being very, very clever in the songwriting. Yeah, uh, and then they added lots of like delays and these sort of things, and then obviously when you come onto Muse, you've got the synths and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, and... I think there's some crossover between Queen and uh, and Muse as well. Huge amount. Uh, they are the modern day Queen. They, they really are. Yeah. Uh, it's, if you know, we we do still have Queen, but they're not like 
writing songs, really, are they? Are they? Are they writing songs? Mm, I, I think they might have released something with um, Adam, Adam Lambert. Lambert. Yeah, I think they might have, but I know what you mean. It like even if they are releasing some music, it's not. It's not the kind of the heyday of Queen, is it? Like the the Mercury days. No. Uh, Whereas so, every, everything that Muse releases, because I'm a fan, I'm like, oh, this is great. Uh, no, no, that's not true. That's not true. There was one song on the last album on Simulation Fury that I really didn't like. It sounded like something, some boy band thing from the 90s, and I was not impressed. Yeah. You're not a, not a fan of the 90s boy bands? No, I'll send you a link to the song so you can listen to it. You might, um, you'll see what I mean. It's, it was, ugh. No, I, I, I didn't like it. But um, that that kind of like um, brings me on to something that I've been doing recently. So th- this week, um, the uh, the Ultra Tap was released. Yes. Um, now a lot of people knew about the Ultra Tap because there was a big cock up um, by a European distributor. Uh, when, so when the Eventide, um, what's it called? The multi was it multi tap? No, the uh oh, what was it? Ah! Oh, I've got it. it. It should be behind me, but I've got packed it all away. All my amps and all my pedals, and everything. I packed micro pitch. The house. Micro pitch. Yes, micro Sorry. pitch. There we go. Little brain fart so, moment there. Yeah, guys, so many pedals. Um, so when the micro pitch came out, uh, the distributor because they what happened was Eventide sent both the pedals over and said we're releasing this one here and this yeah. one here. And when they released the micro pitch, they were like, okay, we'll just put them both out. And then a few uh, demo artists, such as uh, Henning Pauly, released their videos as well. Yeah, to keep ahead of the curve, but then it yeah. was a cock up. So we've got both from, obviously, um, as Mikey's done a video of both from. You can go and check that out now after you've listened to the podcast, obviously. But um, yeah, we, so on Pedibles are doing, we've got a demo of both of them from our Mikey. I've got both of the pedals as well. But it was a case of you can talk about this one, but you can't talk about that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and even though other people have released their demos, it was like, yeah, but you can't talk to anyone about it. as an embargo on it. And I'm like, but what about that? What about... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of, yeah, we're, we're just going to pretend that doesn't exist, um, which is kind of funny. But I, um, what I want to do is uh, just tell you what I've been doing with the Ultra Tap. So when when you get the pedal... If I could just go like this, so just so you, my friend, can see, as we got with the last one, you see it's got these face plates that come off. Oh yeah, yeah. And each of them has a setting, so that will say Ultra Tap on it, uh, where my little finger is there. Yeah. But then this one will say Glitch Trigger, which sounds dirty, I know. Um, and you see, it's got all the settings on it. Yeah, it's got so has the has the other one got like the alternative modes to it because you like each knob has got an alternative. Yep, and that's that's also written on the pedal as well. Okay, um, yeah. But what what these are? These are the presets, and what they've done is because the pedal has five presets, they've given you face five uh, five little cardboard slot overs, if you like, or, or they just sit over the knobs and they sit perfectly on the face. Yeah, and the reason they've done that is so you can see what the settings are for the presets so you can un- you can get a better understanding of how the pedal works. That's a really great idea. I, yeah. I really like that. I mean, it's 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 really like a real simple 
uh, solution, but it, it works really well. I mean, because they could, they could have easily done it in like a little manual, um, and that would have been okay. But this is like a like a real tactile way of doing it. Yeah, and if you ever want to get back to those presets, say so you change them, you you know exactly how to do it. Yeah, which is nice. So um, a couple of the things. Well, one of the things about the micro pitch and the even t- and the ultra tap that's really nice is they are like studio tools. You can actually buy them as and download them as studio tools. So like um, plugins. Yeah. But instead of being like in a rack and being really complicated. They're made much, much simpler. I know you've got six knobs on it, and then you've got an alternate button, so you've actually got uh, like 12 knobs, which 12 knobs is quite a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of the controls at different points do different things, like very different things. Um, However, it's really intuitive to use. Really, really intuitive to use. Like um, I was showing you earlier, the pre-delay, which is uh, pretty straightforward. Turn it up, and the delay starts further down the road, so you can go, So you can get some really interesting patterns with that because you can use your first note as part of the pattern and stuff like that. You can have it so the, and I really thought this was a lot of fun. You can have it so the delay speeds up, so it will go, but yeah i you can also i believe you can have it so it slows down as well so so it's not like a moped slowing down won't it outside your house oh dear i mean you really really yeah so i mean the the pedal itself i mean we talked to uh to Joe Cotzi, didn't we, about it? Yeah, uh, no, after we, the... Um, like he, he mentioned a little bit about it. After um, the... It yeah. was after the we did the live stream, wasn't it? We we kind of stick, stuck around and talked to him, and he was like, look at this. Hmm. Um, it was before he had that one. Um, yeah, it was like, oh, okay. And it's... Um, yeah, it, it's very, very interesting. There's lots you can do with it. Like, it does tremolo. It does... Um, what else is that? It'll give you a really nice swell reverb that sounds like um, uh, what's that reverb type um, that everyone goes mad for? I can't shimmer. remember. Shimmer, um, shimmer, shimmer. Yeah, yeah. There are quite shimmery sounds in it, and and that really surprised me because the fact is, it's it is a delay pedal, but you can make it sound reverby. Uh, you can make it sound like like you say. You can make it almost sound like. Um, a little bit like the um, the game changer plus pedal, where it kind of swells mm. in the uh, swells in the notes. You can get it quite glitchy as well, so it's almost like a like an eight bit sounding uh, trail onto your note. Well, the black hole that I've got, which is also the Eventide Reverb, that has got a freeze button on it, so it does the same as the um, the uh, plus pedal. Yeah is interesting but yeah this one in particular it does it does get all that i like how uh you can have these really drawn out shimmery sort of reverbs and then you can make it so they just cut off as well so it's like Shit. and it um it sounds almost like something a dj would do um yeah. and it takes you back to like your 90s metal sort of thing, <laughs> having a dj in the set 
Oh dear, yeah. <laughs> DJ Lethal is rocking up your set. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that we got over that that phase in like, as a as a rock community. I was never the biggest fan of of that kind of new metal trope. Um, but there are people out there who will be. There are people out there who, who that will be their absolute jam. Every so often, I really, really need to listen to something like Papa Roach or something. I'm like, oh, God, I really want to listen to that. Or some Lip Biscuit or something. Because, you know, I had friends that weren't really into the rock and metal quite as much as me. And it would be the sort of thing that was acceptable for me to listen to with them. Yeah. Yeah, because it Rather, kind of has that yeah. crossover. Yeah, it was either that or it was going to be Jay and Eminem because I really like um, that stuff as well. <laughs> so it was, um, yeah, it, you know, you gave, it was a bit of give and take. And uh, my wife and I were listening to a lot of um, Eminem the other day. Loads of it because when we were painting, we just like put an Eminem um, uh, playlist on. And I was like, oh, God, I know all of these. <laughs> I can remember all the words. It's crazy. It brings back high school memories. Yeah, well, college, yeah. Maybe Mental. for you, mate. Maybe for you. <laughs> yeah. It was, I think I think I was still in school when uh, Slim Shady LP came out, but I remember the Marshall Mathers LP coming out when I was in my first year of college. Damn, yeah. you old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, other than that, I've... Um, I've basically been packing my studio up, so um, yeah, have. all my all my pedals are in. I've, I've got five huge boxes full of pedals, and I've still got pedals out. It's like the end of an era, this is, isn't it? Yeah, the, uh, the set has been dismantled almost. Yeah, kind of. I've still got it, so I can make the news videos. Although our friend Lowell will be doing the news this week. I would look forward to that because I, I really enjoyed his uh, his news takeover uh, last time he did it. Um, yeah. So that was yeah. I I do because he's he's almost kind of polar opposites of yourself. He's got this uh, like really uh, OTT or like we've like we've mentioned before like a like a nineties wrestler persona. Um, and it, it's just, it's, yeah, it, it, it tickles that, that kind of nostalgic itch for me as well. Yeah, man, he, he's funny. He's, he's a great guy to work with as well. You know, we work very closely together and, and he is a, a great guy. You know, you give him, you know, I just said to him, do you feel, uh, I think you can cover the news this weekend, uh, this Friday, I've got estate agent and stuff. He's like, yeah, man. Uh, and we just worked together on it and just prepared it all. And he's just going to go out and knock it out. And it's, it's it's great. Just very straightforward. Here's what we need to do. And he's like, here's what I want you to do. Uh, um, one, two, three. And we're done. Uh, and it's just nice just to work so so easily with someone. Indeed. And I, I, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to his um, his podcast as well. Because he's, he's got a, uh, a podcast that he's released recently. Um called Manchilding is hard. Um I've listened to a few episodes uh of those and they've they've been absolutely brilliant. So I'm just gonna give him a little shout out for that one. Yeah. Should we do should we do some crossover with him? I think we should. I think we should. Yeah. Let's get let's get Lowell on. We 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 love our Lowell. Let's get him on. Indeed. 
Well, I suppose uh, we we're about twenty five minutes in. I shall probably talk what I've uh, what I've been up to, and then we've got more from the instalment of pedal boards opinions news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, right. So this week I have tackled the um, the Jed's Ped's Waste Man, which is so it it almost springboards off where the tube screamer um ends and goes all the way up to enough gain to to be rocking with like it's it's more gain than I'd ever need um and so it's 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 a very very modified kind of tube screamer circuit still got a kind of mid hump flavor to it but it's a little bit more full range but it's also got a clean blend on it as well um, which is quite interesting. I don't get many clean blends um, in. And because of that, I felt inspired. I thought, you know who else has clean blends? Them, uh, them four-stringed fellas, the old bassy boys. So I thought, I'll, uh, I'll crack, up, crack out my, uh, my bass, which it managed to get through. Uh, get through a video without breaking because it's it's old. It's it needs a service. It definitely definitely has seen better days. But I Can managed... I ask you what it is. It's a PV Millennium, I think. Um, oh, is that the Robin Willi- uh, Robbie Williams signature? Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah, very much. So he, he released it along with his uh, his hit single. Ooh. No, it's a uh, so it's. They they really um they had like a, a quite prolific uh real kind of beginner's base called the milestone, which was um just your standard I think it had just a jazz uh jazz pickup in it and they were quite quite slim necks. Um and there were loads of loads of kids around when I was in, in high school who had those because they were nice and easy to play. Um, and then a little bit later than that, re- they released the Millennium, which was the same body shape, but kind of uprated, like flame tops and a little bit nicer. Still kind of budget budget appropriate, but just a little bit better. Um, and I ended up picking up, um, picking up one of them when I was playing bass in a band. Um, I like I, I bought it from Sound Control when Sound Control was a thing. Um, and when I went to buy it, the I was I was looking at the, the the kind of the bog standard Millennium, which was I think it was like 150 quid, uh, mm-hmm. just like yeah three three knob uh, two humbucker I think, uh, or it might have been like two jazz pickups, uh, but it was it was a little bit a little bit more versatile than like the other stuff that you find at the price range. Um, and when I when I asked the guy, oh, have you got this uh, this thing in any more colours? Because I'm not quite feeling. I think it was like a almost like a sunburst with a flame top. And he says, oh yeah, yeah. Like I'll just pull out another couple from the back. And he bought out another two or three colours. And there was this like purple one. Like that that looks really cool. I'll go for that. Later found out that this was the the model up, which should have been about two hundred and fifty three hundred quid. And had like active preamp in it, which is why it looked really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, like the the purple was delicious. It was, and it still is. It's like this kind of, uh, like violet, um, with a really quilty quilty top. So it looks really nice. Um, and I, um, once I kind of upgraded from being a bassist in a band to being a guitarist, I just lent this bass out to like whoever. And I, I'd missed it for like 10 years, pretty much. And then I got it back, and it was in an absolute state. Oh, no, that's not fair. No, no. Uh, but I couldn't track it back to like who had, like who had damaged it. And I was like, yeah, whatever. It's just my beta base. Um, so it's, it's been a little bit of an unloved, uh, unloved instrument since. So what, so what sort of stuff did you find yourself playing with it when you were demoing this Tube Screamer? Right, so um, I I think I started off with some kind of Sabbathy inspired uh, drive tones, and then get that clean blend almost on the edge of where it's almost entirely clean. And I was getting that that Motorhead uh, Lemmy pushing a Marshall, yeah, yeah. So it was it nice. was getting that real kind of grindy grindy bass tone. I was loving that. Um, it does sound like he he's playing like a um uh, some sort of heavy machinery doesn't it, it does, yeah yeah it's almost like being hit by a bass toad um <laughs> and that that was just lemmy all the way through and it um but that like with the with the active preamp on it pushing <clears> the front of this pedal and then the clean blends just feathering on the gain it just sounded just sounded fantastic um so yeah, it's the first no talkal tone that has any bass guitar tones on it, which is quite nice. Is it all bass, or is, is there a guitar in it as well? No, it's a mixture of the uh, of guitar and of um, of bass because it is, like I say, it's a, a tube screamer pedal. So I'd be remiss not to not to give the guitar a, a go. Uh, so we've got we've got um, a, a repeat. A continuation of Pedalboard's Opinions News. And we've got some absolutely exquisite questions today, which you've not been privy to. So. I have not. I might have seen them as I've gone uh, through the... Because I do look at the page regularly. There you group, go. Group. Well, I just call my own group a page. That I, I, I was annoys me when people do that. <laughs> mm. But yes. You're not infallible. You do it yourself. Um, so one, two, three, four or five, Lee. What are we saying? One, good choice. Good choice. I mean, they're all good, but this <laughs> one's this one's a good one, right? So, uh, Sean uh, Sean Atkinson has said, uh, I've condensed the wording here a little bit, uh, but okay. he's looking for a uh, like recording bass guitar. He wants a, a pedal to go on a di in. Um, he he suggested the uh, the Sansamp. Uh, like the standard, the bass driver and mm-hmm. the um, MXR bass DI plus as kind of the the starting point for where he wants to, to wants jump to be off looking. Point. I'm with you. Yeah, cool. Um, I mean, like if he hadn't mentioned that, I would just like the first thing that would come to mind for me would be the Sans amp. Um, there's there's been a lot of uh, a lot of people who um, who suggest. The the Sans amp, like guitarists and bassists alike, just say you get an absolutely wicked, um, wicked DI tone with it. Um, I think 
uh, Behringer do a clone of that, of the the Sansamp. And it's supposed to be very, very good. I've heard that. Yeah, I've, I've, um, people have said that that's, um, that's supposed to be like bang on. I don't yeah. like to promote Behringer copies because, uh, I don't know, there's just something a little bit distasteful about it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I can For understand. A big, a big, big company copying other companies because Behringer are part of a world music group, aren't they? And they've got a lot of money behind them. Yeah. And they, they're kind of like just going, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's clone that. Yes, oh, that's a good it. idea. Let's clone that. And we can just knock it out cheaper because we're doing things cheaper and, you know, our practices are, well, we pay our people less and, and they, these, this, that and the other. So it, it is it is questionable. Um, what, what's your thought? Um. Yes, I think like if you if you've got if you've got the wherewithal to go, uh, to go for those, like like he did mention the Sunsamp and the base, uh, the MXR base. Yeah, if you've got the wherewithal to to buy that, by all means, um, support the the original um creators of it rather than going for the cheaper alternative. Um, if it's something like for me, I wouldn't be spending money on a on a Sansamp because I'll be recording bass twice a year if I'm lucky. Yeah, the the argument to that, I suppose, is always going to be if you spent a bit more, maybe you do it more often. Um, you might no, not. You might I'd, do that. That might be the intention. But yeah. It might not be the practice. Yeah, I don't like in like for me personally. I don't think there there will ever be intention for me to be recording masses and masses of bass sounds. Um, it's as and when, like for example, like I've just done a a, a no talkal tone on, um, on a pedal, and it required a bass. Um, fortunately, the the HX Stomp has got some some pretty decent uh bass bass tones in it. Um, that's a good option because you get a lot more with it than just the um than just the the DI out, don't you? Yeah, yeah, very much. So, I mean, what I ended up doing to get a decent bass tone out of it. I had a tiny little bit of reverb on, and uh, <laughs> we, me and Ollie, absolutely slated bass reverb. Uh, but I, I put like a tiny little bit of plate reverb on to give the sense <laughs> that it was in a room. Yeah. Um, just so it weren't weren't like super super flat sounding. Um, I had a some some standard bass amp, and I just kept it like kept it standard because I'm not really all that okay with my bass tones. Uh, so mm. I literally just kept it standard, sounded sounded all right to me, sounded like a bass. Uh, but I also had a compressor in front of it as well because... That's what like, you do with a, com- uh, with a bass. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, ex- ex- exactly. I mean, it, it evened out my, uh, my shoddy finger-style technique as well. Um, oh, I, should, I want to tell you something, actually. On. One of my... My very good mate, uh, Den, he, he's the guy who helped me build this studio. Um, I've mentioned it before. He came down recently because he's been helping with the DIY stuff um, that mm-hmm. we've been doing. And um, he bought his Rickenbacker bass with him. It's like a brand new, full-on Rickenbacker bass, proper expensive one. God, it was lovely. It played like a dream. Usually when you play a bass, it's like playing an old classical guitar where you're like you know, trying to grab the strings like that far away. But it played like um, 
It was like picking up like one of those wizard neck Ibanez's or something. It was so smooth. So lovely. Yeah, it really was. I, I know this isn't what we were talking about. We were answering a question about Sansamps and these sort of things, but I had to tell you that it was gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it's not, it's on my bucket list is to try a, a Rickenbacker bass because they, I mean, they are like iconic. And Lemmy has pretty mm. much instilled it in me that I've, I've got to try one. Uh, I've got, I've got another bass, uh, a bass amp for you to suggest. Go on. What are we saying? The Ashdown Ant. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a decent one. They are they like characterful, or are they? Because that's um, apparently it's a, it's a like a power ramp, isn't it? You can use it to power. Um, no, it's a, it's a full base amp. Um, it's it's not just the power amp. It, it is the amp itself. So you've got a DI out on it. You've got yeah, a headphones okay. out on it. You've got speaker outputs. Um, it's got uh, three buttons on it, so you've got a, a mute button, which is handy. You've got a shape button, so you can like uh, it addresses the mids, like so where the mids are going. I think, I think it scoops it a little bit, and then you've got a button to switch between passive and active. You've got okay. a three band EQ on there, so bass, middle, and treble. So that, you know it's definitely a full amp, uh, and obviously you've got your output as well. So it's pretty simple. Um, the way I've been looking at the Ashdown Ant, because I've been eyeing this, I've been talking to Ashdown about this, is um, <clears throat> to me, it looks like the bass amp for guitarists. So yeah. like you say, the guy's going to knock, knock it out twice a year or something like that, but still want something decent. I'm looking now and it's £246, which isn't a small amount of money, but it's not huge. It's, uh, I think that's around the same price as the Sans Amp, isn't it? They're, they're a couple of hundred quid. I don't oh. know. Honestly, not I, I don't sure. know. But I, I, you know, I, um, I have not listened to their podcast for a while, but I know that Joe has been working fresh down. Or well, last time I heard, he was working with fresh down. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you know that you know he's a guy who knows a lot about bass. So yeah, um, yeah, he knows, he knows more about bass than I do. I tell you that. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. I've heard some good things about the dark glass stuff as well. Um, well, we've got a bass pedal board to doom. I don't know if you know. We, we've got a, a bass pedal board to doom group, and um, it's it's much smaller than the main group. But um, the guys in there seem to slate the dark glass stuff. Now on on Tempedia, we've got a bunch of um, we've got a bunch of Sansamps. Uh, sorry, dark glass stuff. So you can go there and test that out. Yeah. So as I understand the. The Sansamp stuff gives you more of a classic, uh, classic bass tone, whereas the dark glass stuff is more of a modern, uh, m- like your modern metal bass uh, tone. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I went to PMT over in Essex with my r- very good friend Alex. Um, he is he's a guitarist at heart, but he um, he joined a metal band called um, Donkey Something. And <laughs> they're they're a clown metal band, and it's like clown death metal. It's it's yeah, it's an experience you have to experience at least once. <laughs> but they um, uh, he's the bass player in there, and he okay. always walks away with bleeding fingers and stuff. Um, but we uh, we took a trip up there. We met up there, and we um, were trying out all the different stuff. And and in the end, he went. He walked away with uh, one. I think it was a Dark Glass Omega. Um, it was, um, yeah, 
it sounded really good. We, we, you know, we went through them, and that was the best sounding one for what he wanted to do. I mean, that's cool. One other alternative I would, uh, would suggest, if you are only doing DR recording, which he does, he does say, I'm not interested in like powering a, uh, powering a cab or anything. I just want a recording solution. Mm. Going into an interface and running, um, running some plugins. Yeah, if you've got a high Z interface, if, uh, a high Z um, input on your interface, then you should be all right. Yeah, I think mm. uh, all the uh, all the interfaces that I I've had have have had instrument level um, inputs. Cool. So that that should be should be all right. And I think generally speaking, you you're gonna get a plugin for the for less money than you'd get uh, like a standalone unit for um, like a like a pedal format or like a. Um, Oh, I dare um, say, I dare say, there's some free ones. Yes, there is. Yeah, like the ignite, uh, ignite amp stuff. Um, I've used that before, but again, it's there's it's very difficult to make to not make it sound modern and metal. Uh, it's it's got a very very distinctive tone to it. I think it's designed so it does that, mm. but. For like for the bass tones that I've been after, I've not necessarily wanted a modern metal bass tone. If you're um, able to uh, change the impulse responses on it, maybe you can uh, adjust that. I, I've done I've done that because <laughs> no that that is literally just the like the 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 ignite amp is just the bass head, and I've run it through like the because they do um, a, a speaker uh, like an IR loader, mm. uh, and I've run it through like. Heart key, um, bass cab, uh, impulse responses that I've got, and just still metal AF. <laughs> cool. Uh, I think don't um, two notes do because they do Lee Lee clean and Lee something or other, and I'm sure they do one called Le Bass. I think you're right. I think they do, yeah. But do you think we've spent too much time talking about basses? Maybe everyone's going to stop listening. <laughs> we've I mean, talked we've, about bass quite a lot. I, I'm, I'm quite proud of the fact that we've managed to speak more than two sentences about bass products. Should we call uh, this one all about the bass? All about ooh. le bass. All about <laughs> le bass. Le bass. Uh, right, so I reckon we'll, we'll move on to... We'll do it systematically because you started with one. We'll, well do... Was, num- yeah, I think that's, num- that's good. Number two here, Chris Chris Jolly or Jolie. Uh, best name. best budget multi mod pedal. So multi modulation pedal, best budget one. And I think for budget we'll go with my standard, which is under a hundred pounds. Ooh. Oh right, I've got I've got an absolute belt for this. I mean you've got your standard stuff like the Moore Mod Factory and there's again there's a Behringer multi mod uh thing. Um, but I'll, I reckon I've got the the absolute winner here. Uh, think... I'm I'm yeah I'm thinking second hand. What what are you thinking? Right. So, like, even if you're not going second hand, but definitely, definitely second hand, you'll be able to pick this up for about forty quid. I reckon. Zoom. Is... <laughs> no, 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 no. So the Line Six M5, like the. 
the modulations in that are absolutely fantastic. They they are from the the four series stuff, like the the DL four, the mm. the MD four, all, all of those kind of pedals that were kind of well well regarded in their in their time and are still kind of stacking up. Um, so you've got all of the all of the modulations from that. You've got all of the uh, the delays and the reverbs, which are absolutely still still to this day bang on so much so that the um the hx stomp the hx effects the helix still incorporate them in um so the m5 i reckon would be an absolute like banging choice for this or if if you want to push it to like multi-mod with switching m9 you'll probably be able to pick that just over 100 uh used do you know what I reckon? I reckon what are you saying? I reckon you're right. I don't even think there's any other option, really. Um, mm. All the other stuff isn't going to be anywhere near as good. No. I mean, like, the more Mod Factory, you can get away with some stuff. And I'm sure there's there's other like other alternatives which you'll be able to get away with if you're doing like one or two songs and you have to have, like, you have to have a specific like, chorus sound or whatever, but it doesn't have to be particularly fantastic. Well, I'll tell you what, actually. Hang on. If you want it simple yeah. and you you want it to, like, just do exactly what it says on the tin, no no menus and that sort of thing, then you could go for the original 4 Series. Um, I think they called it the M- ML4 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the problem with that is they're quite cumbersome in terms of their size. They're not as... Uh, not as easily picked up as the the DL4, which seem to be quite ubiquitous, and they run off a ridiculous power supply. The their yeah. power supply was very very niche. All all of all of that is valid. Yeah. Uh, whereas the I think, Although, the, hang on the power the powering of them is supposed to be really really complex, but it isn't as complex as it makes out on some of those units. So some of them you can actually run, as long as you've got one of the little um, things to switch it from centre positive to centre negative, which is just a very short lead, which you can pick up anywhere, really. Um, yeah. Tesco's or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, you could get, get it on eBay or whatever. Um, yeah. uh, as long as you've got one of them, my, my synth one, I've got the FM4, that just, uh, yeah, that'll power. But you you are right, and the switches are crap. They they busted. There are a lot of people out there modding them. Some people paint them, and they look really cool. Like they do like purple knobs and paint them white and stuff. It look really cool. Uh, and they upgrade. They put um, presets on them as well, which is uh, like well, they give you two banks of presets because they have presets anyway. But yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is a it's a it's a valid um, valid alternative, isn't it? Because you rather than the M5, then having Mind you, it it has locked bank up and bank down, and you can save I think something like twenty odd presets that you can bank through if you if mm. you know what you what you need. But it's I'd, you, I'd go for the M five. I'd definitely yeah. go for the M five if it was me in that position. I've even thought about buying them before. Haven't they got MIDI as well? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. So so there you go. That's that's your um that's your top tip right there. Um. I don't think there's getting much better than that, if I'm honest. Not at that uh, price point, no. Right, so 
if you went Pete. if you went up a bit and you wanted to get something cool then i would um and something newer then i would say definitely look at the md 200 and the terrible um the OnePlus terraform yeah. you know they're not, they're not budget but they're not like um break the bank either and within that kind of price point as well, you've got the uh, Xander Junipero as well, haven't you? Yes, yes, you do. Yep. Yeah, that's very good. Although I haven't had that one. I've owned the other two, and they were fantastic. I just didn't need them because I got that bad boy, the GT1000 core, which is Indeed. way above that price point. That is like top of the range. Yeah, and same with the... I think the HXFX is kind of knocking on 300 quid, which by that point... It's no longer budget friendly, is it? Let's face it. Um, so our next caller <laughs> is uh, Peter Hello. C. Rom- Romano. Um, this is a nice, simple one. He said, uh, "I I work, um, I, I work at a place where I I require boots essentially, um, and then when I come home and and play my pedals, they're really cumbersome for switching switching between pedals with." boots on does anyone else find this problem take your fucking boots off man <laughs> um i mean alternatively like toppers Bare, barefoot the, buttons yeah. or or a switcher yeah yeah exactly yeah <laughs> or a switcher with toppers yeah hey there you go, there you go. There you go. <laughs> that's it that's it knock that one out of the park um, Vince question. <laughs> uh, Vince Lipone uh, said uh, what is your favourite overdrive pedal and why is it the Boss SD one uh, it's bold of you to assume there but I will I'll say the SD one is it's a good solid overdrive it's good it's solid it's not my favourite but I could easily easily gig with that um, so, what what is your favourite overdrive pedal? Me? Yeah, yeah. Best overdrive I've turned on for, wow, that's amazing, and run it for a very long time, and it's the pedal that stayed on my boards for the longest was the Brexit, the original Brexit pedal. That's more of a distortion, though, isn't it? That's a distortion, because it's... It's very much rat-based, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose rats kind of go overdrivey, then they go distortion, then they go fuzz. Mm. um, But, okay, all right then. So if we're going for overdrive, oh, okay. Let me have a think. I mean, I'll I'll let you have the the rat. Sorry, the the BMB. It wasn't Um, a BMB back then. It wasn't a BMB. It was the Brexit Brexit. meets Brexit. (laughs) Yeah. I'll, I'll let you have that, uh, but if you can, if you can think of one while I'm pontificating over mine, then we'll we'll allow you a little bonus one. Right, so I think I was gonna go, um, gonna go for the Antares because it is it is a really good pedal, but I'm not gonna be, uh, not gonna be carry on blowing smoke up um uh, Stu's bottom, and it's an um, SD one as well. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's 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 got its basis in those kind of the, the the Japanese tube screamer market, hasn't it? But I'm gonna go with the the hot toddy by JSA, um, because I used that as 
um, as a preamp for the pickpocket series because it is so dynamic and so you can get like a really honest guitar tone the quote-unquote transparent tone uh, but it, it does that and it, it it like it's really um really rewarding to pick pick responsiveness which is why i ended up choosing that as my go-to drive or i use actually as a preamp for the uh um the pickpocket series so i just use that straight into irs don't don't have any amp sims for it at all i think um, i've got an answer for you go on what we say uh king of tone yeah <laughs> yeah okay okay i'll that's definitely, definitely one, isn't it? So kind of blues breaker uh, inspired. I really like mine. It's it's not a proper one. It's the Queen of Bone ones. And, and annoyingly, Stu built it for me as well. I don't want to <laughs> kiss kiss his ass, uh, but, but he yeah he built it for me because we both built one. Um, and it was a case of um, you know he, he just got the parts in, but he got all the proper like King of Tone parts. So he got the 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 right bits and pieces for me and put together uh, and it's really really good yeah yeah I, I can understand that i've i've played king of toner likes and i think i've still got a uh a blues breaker kit that mr chef toad mr yeomans uh has just left with me mm. uh, and i've got that kicking around um and that's absolutely ace so yeah i, I can agree with that uh, right, final question. Uh, Cole Elvis McRae says uh, he had a spacey ambient reverb um, that has absolutely shat itself, and he needs to replace it. So it needs to be, it needs to be a reverb. It needs to be under two hundred dollars, and it needs to be able to do the weird and wonderful and wacky and amazing sounds. Um, None of that, because this it could have easily been a, a hoff again. This, um, but I think he's he's after the the more wild and wonderful. Um, and although the hoff can do it, I don't think that's its strongest suit. What about that reverb that MXR brought out? Um, I think it was just called the reverb. And is is that got like? Spacey ambience and and stuff. I can't remember. Let me have a look. It is called reverb. Um, mm. It was a while ago now. Like two thousand sixteen. Years. So, um, I'm thinking new neighbor as well. Um, but I'm not sure how much they go for. Uh, but they are very good. Matt got one of them, didn't he? He did. Uh, yeah, yeah. You've got. Plate Spring Epic. I'm not sure what that says. Oh, mod. Uh, room and pad. And I'm guessing pad and epic are going to be the sort of um, big swells and that sort of thing. Um, now, I can never remember how to spell new neighbor. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's new neighbor immerse, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Um, like, this, this is the kind of the area of guitar uh guitar effects which i tend to shy away from uh because i am absolutely zero interested in shimmery reflecty wonderful 
uh, at like spacey verbs. I okay. do, however, uh, recall our Mikey, Mikey Famiglietti, uh, doing quite a few on the uh, on the YouTube channel, because that that is definitely his wheelhouse. Um, and I, I'm drawing a blank for any of the names, but that is a good place to start if you want to hear what those kind of pedals can do. Can I guarantee yeah. that they're going to be under two hundred dollars? I cannot. By, by looks of things, I've only got pounds in front of me, but by looks of things, it's going to be around two hundred dollars. Uh, you can pick them up used for two hundred pounds, so it's going to be give or take two hundred dollars. Um, um, and that's the immerse, and that's the f- that's the first one. They're they're very similar, but um, yeah, the version two is just a little bit easier to read because version one's got a lot of like lines and writing and stuff like that, whereas the second one's very clear to read um, with the writing. It's color coded as well. Um, okay, immerse reverberator. I think mm. I think it's. It's definitely worth kind of putting our hands up here and saying, "This is not our strongest suit, is it?" How oh, about no, I, I love it. I love it. Um, honestly, uh, I, I, I'm using the black hole all the time for this sort of thing. Uh, that's basically all the black hole does. But I'm, it's, it's the price point that's the difficult thing. How about the um, the the boss units? Like the um, so the... no, they don't. They don't have a um... <sighs> okay. So the the new DD8 has a shimmer delay on it, which mm-hmm. you could get away with. The RV6 has a shimmer instead of a modulation on it, but um, I don't know how good that is. But between that and the R uh, the RV500, which is obviously more than two hundred pounds. Or two hundred. Do they not do one between them? Do they not do like a two hundred? No, and everyone's asking for it. Ah, there you go, boss. That's the corner of the market that you need to get. That's what that's what everyone's been saying. You know, like where where is my where is my RV two hundred? Yeah. So I think we we've given you some some kind of starting points to look at, but I think there's definitely more out there. Um, so. What you need to do Ooh. is you need to... Oh, I've got another one. Sorry. The Specular Reverb. You know Specular Tempest? Uh, what's the name? GFI Systems. Oh, you're just saying sounds here. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're so out of the, uh, the wash, the, the reverb wash. <laughs> right, granddad. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, GFI Systems Specular Reverb, um, you can pick them up used for around £140. Hundred and forty pounds, <laughs> but oh, um, yeah, that that's that's an option as well. Um, so yeah, there's some good options there, man. Right, I've just had a look at the time. We're at about an hour. I reckon we we can do one news. One news. What do you want to do? So we've got. <laughs> I, I don't know where I was that, going with that. That was a wonderful news news jingle there, Lee. I did I did wonder what you were doing. I thought you were I thought you were gonna join Morse in. Co- no, just, no. No, I definitely join in with so, like, MIDI drums. Right, so we've got um we've, 
We've got the KHDK My Big Fat Rock. We've got the Kemper Power Cabinet, which is something that's been announced before. I think we've talked about it before. And we've got the Ibanez JSM John Schofield. So which do you want to go for? We're covering yeah. the we're covering the Kemper on the news tomorrow. Okay. Um the KHDK is pissing me off because we can't really have it on pedal boards of doom and it means that we're having to delete posts about it and it's just more work. Um because it it kind of breaks things we're allowed to talk about. Uh, you know, it just pisses people off and we don't want things on there that's gonna piss people off. Um because what's happening is people are talking about that and then they're going, oh yeah, we're about to pussy melter. Yeah, uh, it's it's very much a gateway, isn't it? And mm. to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, I, to be fair, I can't see much of a difference between that and the pussy melter in terms of like where it's coming from because it it does have a lot of the same kind of um the the intent behind it as as it, it does it's there's not there's not a distinction the only thing that's different is the the people who are promoting it you've got a fallout boy chap and a comedian who are who are championing this rather than a quite controversial um bow rock band yeah it's it's a it's a bit immature and for us to say that is a bit hypocritical i know but it, it is a bit it's a bit it's a bit silly, isn't it? I mean, it is what it is. I think, like, dick jokes are, um, they are quite antiquated, but they are <laughs> as old as time. Um, when we do it, it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yeah. But yeah, so I guess we have to talk about the John Schofield. I like I like Ibanez. I so, quite like Joe's, John Schofield as well. I'm, I don't really know much of his stuff, but um, I mean him, uh, and he's playing. Um, he he's um, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so John Schofield, uh, he his original um, his original signature was released in two thousand and one. Um, he's now doing a 20-year anniversary of that, which is almost Lucille-looking. Uh, it's gold hardware, gloss, ebony finish. Um, it's pretty much pretty much standard. It was based on the AS200 shape from Ibanez, so kind of 335-inspired. Uh, he's totally not the person I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking um, Matt Schofield? Absolutely, I was. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, uh, maple top, uh, top back and sides, mahogany neck, ebony board. I assume it'll probably have a mahogany centre block as well. Uh, ebony board, 22 fret. Very kind of Gibson inspired. Um, but it looks it looks really cool. Oh, Enough, think nice. Yeah, yeah. Look, it, it's got that kind of classy BB uh, King Lucille look, hasn't it? Mm. Um, I prefer it over because he's um, his original model that has been going since two thousand one was in like a violin sunburst. Just looked a bit plain. 
wasn't really ticking any boxes for me. Even though but, this one is technically more plain. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but <laughs> I know what you mean, though. Yeah, yeah. It's like for me, I was over Sunburst kind of two or three years after playing guitar. Uh, that being said, I've got like two. Sunburst models. Unfortunately, you never, never got over talk guards, did you? Nope. Talk guards <laughs> are the best. They are the best. And they, they make, um, they make uh, sunburst models look really cool. So, uh, fun, funny, fun, fun, fun fact. Are you broken? Uh, but, uh, dude, no, I'm doing that. No, so, fun fact when I was buying my um, my Variax. Mm. Um, I wanted I wanted the plain white one, uh, but when I come to come to buy it, they'd sold out. So I thought, okay, I've got a choice of the sunburst one and the black one. I'll go for the sunburst one. Um, it was an extra fifty quid more. I was like, <laughs> you know what? Fuck that. I'll go for the black one. <laughs> uh, look, it was it was my last choice, absolute last choice. Um, but. I love it so much now that it's like the first guitar that I I will reach for, um, and I don't resent it for being not the white one or the, the uh, sunburst one. Let me ask you a question. I'm um, okay. looking here. You have got the JSM twenty TH and the JSM twenty. What's the difference? What's the TH for? Uh, the humbucker. So there you go. The humbucker. It's got both got- humbuckers. But that one's got the humbucker. The the other ones are just some standard humbuckers. Oh, this one says made in Japan. Hang on. Is the other there one made in Japan? No. Okay. So the TH is... Obviously, oh. TH stands for made in Japan. Of course it does. Yeah. They did hers Japan. Of course. <laughs> the pan. Pantas. The pan. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah. So you, oh, oh, I've been aware of this uh, John Schofield model... I think since 2001, when I used to go to guitar shops and get the Ibanez catalog and then take it home and thumb through it and lust after all the Ibanez models. I've been quite a quite an Ibanez fanboy over the years. Uh, and although that love has, has dwindled somewhat, I still, they still hold a, a fondness in my heart. And I, I, I remember seeing these in the catalog when they, when they were new. Uh, so, I, I, I've been looking at these Trini Lopez three three fives. Okay. Um, have you seen them? Yeah, with the diamond um, F hole. Yes. Yeah, a contradiction in terms, really, but I, I know exactly what you mean. They are <laughs> so nice. They're so expensive. But yes, yes, they are. Yes. God, Dave Grohl, so... damn you. Yeah. I, I was uh, so my mate bought one of the Epiphone ones recently. Um, okay, yeah. And it just I just looked at it and I was like, I really want that Dave Grohl one. I, I really like the color of the Dave Grohl one, which is like a pale blue. Yeah, it's Pelham metallic Pelham blue, is it or something? Mm, yeah, I think that's exactly it. Uh, and uh, you know, I've loved, loved that guitar for ages, and I thought, you know, I'm going to look up how much they are. They're like fucking twelve grand. Mm-hmm. It's like God. They need to do. They need to do an Epiphone version. If they do that, I'll buy one. Because I got... think, I think um, Harley Benton do a, a an a like. 
I'm not being funny, but I I want the Gibson one. As far as down from that, I would go is probably the Epiphone. I don't think I'd go down for a guitar like that that could really get messed up quite easy. Because, you know, the... Well, I, I wouldn't go for Harley Benton. I I nearly bought a seven-string Harley Benton recently, and I was reading so many reviews about them being not that great in terms of like, oh, I got it, and like, it was unplayable, and I took it to the tech, and the tech said I had to return it and stuff like this. Um, I was just like, God. I, I even emailed um, Harley Benton saying, look, if I order one, can you make sure that you get a really good one over to me because I will review it and just and they were like, oh no, we can't do anything special for you. So I'm like, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> so um, uh, yeah, I'm oh, just asking for a guitar that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is that too much to ask? I think um, an alternative as well. I think vintage do do one uh, along those lines and in the color, I believe, um, but. Do they? Because I've had played some really nice vintage um, guitars before. Yeah, yeah, they 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 are unsung heroes, I think, for the kind of budget ends. They very much rival the the Epiphone market and the that kind of um, end of the end of the spectrum. When you search for vintage, um, yes, it's very guitar. difficult. You type in vintage guitars into. Um, Google and paying says, a lot of oh, money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you'd like a vintage Trini Lopez, of course. Oh, yeah. I've I've had that problem too. Um JHS, type in uh vintage JHS, John Hornby Skews. Oh, uh and it'll come some uh, but I know some people who work there. However, instead of like following you following you along on this uh, Google journey. We are going to end the podcast. You can do this on your own damn time. It's called VSA 540 semi-acoustic. It's got the Fender-style headstock. Um, just, I I think if this is affordable, I might get one. They definitely are. I think they were at 400 quid, aren't they? Uh, 2015. I'll have a word, because uh, that... That's bang on. There you go. Yeah. Making dreams come true. Eh? It's, not, it's not quite the right colour, but I do. Yeah. It will scratch the itch and it's definitely not 12 grand. Right, let's wrap up a podcast, mister. Um, what do we usually do? We give a shout out to our Patreon backers who are amazing. You are just, you are the best. And if you want to be one of these cool kids, yeah, the cool kids, For as little as $2 a month, you can be part of the crew. And those people we are giving a special shout-out to are as follows. Mr. Andrew Bimson. Mr. Adam Yeomans of Chef Tone FX. Mr. Doug Christ of 37FX. And Masters of the Cinematic Universe podcast. We have got... Indeed. We have got Hugh G-Rection. Have we? Have we really? I think Lee's got wood. Oh, for a time <laughs> we have got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups and we have got Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast um, just a little shout out to Mr. Fletcher uh, by the time this podcast comes up you will have seen a little teaser for something that's coming up between the Fret Talk podcast and uh, Fletcher Pickups there is a little 
um, celebration, celebrating five years of Fletcher pickups, and that will be all announced very, very shortly. But you'll you'll notice that teaser teaser coming up on my uh, Instagram possibly last week when this airs. So click on that. Have a have a look. You definitely, definitely, definitely need to be following uh, Fletcher pickups on Insta and Facebook because that's where it gonna go down. So just make sure you are abreast of the situation because it's a big one. Right, myself, if you want to catch me online, you go Budget Pedal Chap. So it's Facebook, it's Instagram, and it's YouTube slash Budget Pedal Chap. And YouTube is the home of the No Talk All Tone series. And Lee, you are Pedal Boards of Doom. Pretty much everything. So we've got Facebook, we've got YouTube, we've got Instagram. Um, like the Facebook, uh, Facebook group is one of the biggest guitar groups on Facebook, and it's it's just like it astounds me at how how awesome it is. Like like I say, the um, the pedal boards opinion news stuff is all from uh, pedal boards of doom uh, group. So, let's say I, I look at it multiple times a day, and I did, I hadn't seen any of those questions. So yeah, yeah, really good. Um, Yeah, we are the biggest pedal forum and by far the most active in the world. Boom! Take that and put it up your sleeve and keep it for later. I don't know what I'm talking about. Now I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) That's the reason why we are ending this podcast. Right. So oh, I tell you what, we forgot to mention that if you do like rats and those sort of things, the 1981 inventions uh, DR, uh, DRV, uh, which is a, a well-known pedal out there, really, really classic in pedal, just launched out on Tonepedia. Go and try it. And my advice is to compare it against the 1987 rat that's on there, which is mine. Uh, I'll just sort of like get that in there. <laughs> and the Ratsbane and have a bit of fun with it. It's a, uh, yeah. And if you're on the Tonepedia newsletter, there'll be a special on Rats tomorrow. Ooh, there you go. And how does one get on the Tonepedia newsletter? Is it like a sign up that you do on the Tonepedia website? Yeah, you can do it from the home screen. Well, yeah. There you go. There you go. So that will be it for this week. Thank you for joining us on this podcast journey. You are definitely one of the cool kids. Uh, if you've made it this far, go into the Fret Talk podcast group and leave us a message saying, what are they saying, Lee? Sorry, I weren't listening. There we go. <laughs> Sorry, I weren't listening. So you leave that comment in the Fret Talk podcast group. We know that you've made it to the end of the podcast. You cool, cool dudes and dudettes. <laughs> so... From myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. From Lee. Say bye, Lee. Bye-bye, everyone. It will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Ta-ra a bit. Bye. Bye. See you later.
my girlfriend tried to make me have sex with her on the hood of a Honda Civic, but I refused. If I'm going to have sex, it's got to be on my own accord. <laughs> uh, that is funny because I, I know cars and I know Hondas and I like Hondas. Hondas make my favorite motorbikes. Indeed. The CRB and all that jazz. CBR. CRBRBBR. I had yeah, the a Blackbird, which was a CBR 1100. And it was fast as fuck, and it was tuned, and it would do 200-odd miles an hour. It was so fast. Yes. Yes. Let's end the podcast. Yes. Let's do this. <laughs>